Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Shrinking Season 1. You're faced with a choice. You're going to let your grief drown you, or are you going to face it and come out the other side? Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Shrinking Season 1. Uh, special thanks, as always, to our friends at Apple for letting us watch this series early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Now, joining me for today's uh, session, we'll say, uh, we have my favorite patient, Justin Lawrence, how are you doing oh, this fine evening? Oh, I'm your evening? favorite patient. Thank you. Well, you're my yeah, favorite I mean, therapist, listen, let me tell you. We've been doing these sessions for <laughs> for such a long time now. I think I can call you my favorite. Or It's probably not a good idea for a therapist to tell their patient that they're their favorite. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. feels like something they do, they, do, they do in this show, though. Yeah, for sure. They definitely, have, they de- they definitely play favorites in the show. They have some favorites. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk to you about this, this show and about a group of people who's job it is to talk to people um but before we we get to the review um let me tell you what shrinking is all about so shrinking follows a grieving therapist played by uh jason siegel who starts to break the rules and tells his clients exactly what he thinks uh ignoring his training and ethics he finds himself making huge tumultuous changes to people's lives including his own uh, as I said, the show stars Jason Siegel, uh, also stars Harrison Ford, uh, Jessica Williams, Krista Miller, Luke Tenney, Michael Yuri, uh, and Lukita Maxwell, and is produced by Siegel uh, and Bill Lawrence, as well as Brett Goldstein, both of them from the team behind Ted Lasso. The show premieres Friday, January 27th. Uh, with these reviews, if you haven't heard one of our reviews before, normally we like to just go in with what worked, what didn't work. Um, but I'll be completely honest with you. I don't think there's really much of anything that didn't work for me about this show. And Justin, I'm sure, oh, yeah. I'm sure you feel very similar. Um, so let's get into talking about what's great about shrink. And Justin, if you don't mind, I'm going to be perfectly upfront with you and ask if it's okay. Do I have your permission, uh, to start off this section of the review? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> so if I had to use one word to describe this show, I think that word would be honest. Uh, the way this show is written is so incredibly honest. How these characters interact and respond with each other is 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 fantastic, and it's it makes it so much more believable. Given that you know a lot of them are therapists, mm-hmm. or they've grown up around therapists, or just been around therapists their entire life, um, and it does have very similar vibes to a show we literally just mentioned uh, that keeps coming up in conversation because of the people that are working on the show. Um, and that's Ted Lasso. And if you're a fan of Ted Lasso, you're going to love this. You're going to love this show. Mm-hmm. It, it feels, Justin, this is the TLCU is what I'm calling it. Okay. The Ted Lasso cinematic universe. If Ted Lasso, if Coach Beard or Roy Kent if, or any of the characters from that show were to show up in this show, I wouldn't be phased by it. I, it would feel so natural. The pacing of the episodes, the music by Ted Lasso composer Tom Howe, and again that 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 honest dialogue really blend together to create such an enjoyable experience across every single 
episode. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I, you use the word honest. Um, it, it is very relatable. And I think that it's relatable for the idea of how we cope with grief. I'll say it spiritually feels similar to that of Ted Lasso because it's using comedy to talk about real life issues and how they affect us on a daily basis and how we can overcome that. Um, you know, the trio of, of therapists that we have with, with Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams, and of course, Harrison Ford, the irony of, of the fact that, you know, they are trained therapists that have patients to help them cope with whatever they're going through. But when they have stuff going on in their lives, they have each other to lean on yeah. to help cope with their own problems in life. And I think it's it's such a comedic irony that therapists have therapist friends that are therapists to them and they don't necessarily take their therapist friends therapist <laughs> advice. And, yeah, their it's, advice. Because <laughs> they know that they're they know the, the tricks of the trade, if you will. So I think right. it, you know, again, it's it's so tongue in cheek in how it handles the topic of trauma, you know, and it uses comedy in a way to I think again, ground it in a sense of relatability. It's not dark and and dour it's it's very authentic and honest in its approach of talking about how we cope and having a support yeah. system and having people to lean on and again i think that this show from episode to episode as you said it makes you feel so good like there's some really funny episodes but there's oh, yeah. also some really emotional episodes that'll hit you and have you thinking mm -hmm. I mean, the first moments with Gabby, Paul, and Jimmy together in their break room. Oh, my God. I was just like, I'm in love. I'm in yeah. love yeah. with these people. And usually these types of shows, it can take at least at least a season to feel like you know the characters and how they'll act and how they'll react with each other. And so like, I'm thinking to myself, why do I feel such a strong connection to the entire cast after literally uh, you know, the first two episodes? Mm -hmm. And I really do think that does come down to the writing. The writing is strong. It's confident. The show knows what it wants to be. And the cast just effortlessly flows through these lines that are also very hilarious at times. You talked mm -hmm. about like getting emotional. I was getting tears of every flavor yeah. <laughs> coming out my, my eyes um, with, with just how much I was laughing and literally on the floor laughing at some of these moments. But the show, it never gets nonsensical. Yikes. It's always believable, even mm -hmm. when the unbelievable things happen. And this is going to sound strange, Justin, but, you know, I think even after those first two episodes or after episode three, the storytelling started to give me the same feeling you might get when you're just hanging out with your friends yes. and they're telling you a hilarious, outrageous story about something that happened in their life. Right. That 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 you actually find interesting and you're laughing as a group and you almost feel even though you've never heard this story, you almost feel like you can contribute because you have almost like a shared inside joke mm -hmm. with that person. Does that make sense? Like, yes. that's the feeling I get when I watch this cast interact. And, and when I watch these episodes, it was it just felt like warmth and, and friendship and kinship. And, oh, I love it. I, I've, I'm literally I'm, I'm rewatching it even before before we before did this review. Out, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm watching every episode at least twice. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, no, it's great. And let's talk about the cast. We've mentioned, you know, the, the trio of therapists, Jason Siegel, who plays uh, Jimmy, uh, Jessica Williams, who plays Gabby, uh, and, and Harrison Ford, who plays Paul. Um, all three of them, as we've as we've just discussed, are so relatable to the characters that they they play. They they connect instantly. It's it's entirely believable. Jason Siegel 
has really come into his his acting like this this oh series really allows him to flex both the comedic and the emotional side and i think he does such an amazing job being this sort of traumatically broken father who's trying to find his way and uses his patience as a way to navigate his own therapeutic resolve. Mm-hmm. You really get to see these moments where he feels his emotions. And I really got to say, this is some of the best acting from Jason mm-hmm. Siegel. Jessica Williams, her character Gabby, is so down to earth and so real. Just yeah. so absolutely real. She is hilarious. So uh, she funny. had me in stitches more times than 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 anyone else. Um, I mean, I love her geeky love of Lord of the Rings. Yes. The fact that she knows Gandalf's horse is named Shadowfax. Like, like just these like these little things where you're just like, like you just sometimes you, you don't know what to expect out of her. And she's always sort of surprising you with the next thing that she's about to say. But at the same time, as surprising it is, as it is, you're like, no, I totally see that at the yeah. same time. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other big thing about her character is that she has no filter and she's very upfront and honest, very much like the show like we were we were talking about, but she was definitely a standout because when I think about the believability and relatability of these characters, she stands out in my so mind. Good. And then you got you got Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford as Paul. I, I like I'm trying to think of like where I've actually laughed at Harrison Ford. Um, other right. than maybe moments like when he's Han Solo like, or Indy. Or in Indy, yeah. Right? And I know he's done a lot of movies. Don't get me wrong, but uh, we're geeks. We're, we're the, that's, that's our go That's what go-to. we're going to reference. Yeah. Um, so to see <laughs> Han Solo or Indiana Jones in this series to play such a relatable mentor to both Gabby and Jimmy, it was it's so well done because that is who he is in real life, I bet, to to the, the whole cast uh, of, I'm sure. uh, that's acting in this series. Um, you know, he just he he was hilarious. He's you'll be I think you may be surprised if if you if you're thinking of Harrison Ford as as the Han Solo and stuff. You are definitely in for a surprise. I know one of the biggest reasons we wanted to check out the show is because it is from the same creators of Ted Lasso. But for me, on top of all of that, it was to see Harrison Ford in this role. And and he does not disappoint. Well, he can he can act like he can. Yeah. And it sound, sounds so silly to say that. But you're right, Justin, as geeks, we're, we're not necessarily used to these these moments. But he you know, despite him being so grumpy on the show, he does the grumpy Harrison Ford thing at the same time. He's responsible in his character and, and, and what happens with his character is probably some of the most heartwarming moments on the show that, that you know, get you crying and get you get you, you know, laughing, but also just feeling so much. And 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 I think the other, um, you know, character that I, I wanted to call out as well, like you mentioned, uh, Jason Siegel, I think his daughter played by Lukita Maxo um, is is she's phenomenal. Great. Yeah, she's like she is. It's cool because you're seeing both Jimmy as well as um, Alice. You're seeing them go through this loss, go through grief, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a lot of shows sometimes they they're not able to capture that. And and this one does. And seeing their relationship is is phenomenal. Their chemistry is phenomenal. Um, even with Jimmy and his patience. There, his patients are all, all of them are written well to the point where I'm like, you could do a whole episode of just him interacting with, with one of his patients. Um, but one of those patients being Luke Tenney, who takes on a, a bigger role than the other patients in the series. And his story is so well told. He's suffering from the PTSD of his past. But the way they write his journey, I love how they don't do it where it, it's his sole character. It doesn't mm. define his character. He's suffering from it, but it's not. 
you know, I think a lot of shows that do deal with war-related PTSD fail to give their characters more depth, more more aspects about the character than just their PTSD. And I think this show nails that. It gives so much depth to the character of Sean, and it gives so much depth to, I mean, pretty much almost all of these characters. Um, ex- well, I, I would say except for, um, what's the husband's name? Derek? <laughs> Yeah, so Derek but, like, played the, by so Ted towards, McGinley, who's he's yeah. meant to sort of be a one-note joke of a character. But but this is where I see opportunities for a season two to dive further oh, into sure. his experiences, right? For sure. But I think the importance of Derek is in relation to his wife, who has a larger part in this story, Liz, played by Krista Miller. Um, and I think her character deals with loss in another way. Um, given that her kids are no longer living at home. And that kind of has an effect on on her relationship with her husband, Derek. So everyone is important. Everyone serves mm-hmm. a purpose. And everybody's dealing with their own shit. Yeah. And you get to see how they're all there for each other. They're a support system. And their stories intertwine. And it's it's lovely because no one's there for, for the sake of just being there. Everyone right. has a purpose. Everyone is connected. And I think the cast that they have that are playing these characters just elevates how relatable and how honest the perspective is for this series. Yeah, I would say I would probably say 98 percent of the characters on this show are are there for a purpose and not just to move the narrative forward, which is another big, you know, sort of, uh, you know, trope when it comes to writing these these shows that are, you know, eight episodes, nine episodes, ten episodes long. Sometimes you have just that one random person that maybe you don't really think about, but is is there for a good portion of the episode that doesn't really mean anything. Every single moment with these characters you're like I'm like I want to know more uh, about Brian. I want to see what happens with Brian's uh, story and and how exactly. our sort of our main characters interact with these additional characters um, to the point where again, even though you know I, we mentioned him earlier, but someone like Derek is a side character, I could easily see them making yeah, him more. a more important part more. to this story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you know, again, everything we've talked about is an extension of. Of the writing we, we have this writing team from Ted Lasso which is why again everything you just described about how characters are handled and why they're there that is so exactly how you could talk about Ted Lasso and every single character everyone mm-hmm. serves a purpose so that sensibility in writing from from Brett Goldstein Bill Lawrence and Jason Siegel coming together to tell something as I mentioned feels spiritually similar to uh, Ted Lasso they have the formula of good storytelling that's what makes this all successful. And I will say, you know, I think um, because we do keep bringing up that comparison, I know Ted Lasso was one of the shows that I introduced to my parents uh, on Apple TV Plus, and they absolutely fell in love with it. And, you know, I I come from a, a little bit more of a, a traditional background where maybe, you know, my family doesn't really swear that often. And so some of the things that are said or some of the subject matter in Ted Lasso was a little bit, you know, uh, dicier. But because of the quality of that show, it got through to them and they were able to look past that. And I, I kind of feel the same way with this show. And I will say this show does get a little bit more, uh, I'll just say it, honest with it, with how it talks about like sex and and uh, and you know drug use and mm-hmm. and and different other uh, and, and 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 you know elements of loss, but it, it 
it does so in such a way that never feels like it's uh, it never feels like it's pandering to anyone, but it also never feels like it is, um, you know, sort of holding back. It, it just it just is. And I think the strength of these stories and and the, the 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 aspects and the themes to this show are so relatable that if you are on the fence about sort of sharing this show with someone who might not like the F word, um, fuck it, do it, <laughs> yeah, uh, because exactly. it is fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Last note here that I have, sure. you mentioned the music. Again, another extension that feels spiritually connected to to Ted Lasso, and that is the score from from Tom Howe. Just like in, in Ted Lasso, this music adds such a tonal layer that makes things feel appropriate and it never loses its charm. You know, I listen to the the Ted Lasso soundtrack regularly. Oh yeah, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to hearing this soundtrack when it hits Apple Music. Absolutely. Um, and and they have a, a amazing theme song from lead singer from one of my favorite bands, uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Theme song is sung by Ben Gibbard, um, and and just hearing that as like you know we get into the cold open and we get into this the song. I was like, okay, I'm really gonna like this show, and it 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 100% did not disappoint. Yeah, I I you know we're we're gushing about this series, like like no tomorrow. <laughs> Is there anything? Uh, I know I said that there that there wouldn't be, and there isn't for me. Just to double check, there's not. Is there anything that you no, can say negative about? No, this show? I, I I don't I don't. I don't have a, a bad thing to say about this show. I'm excited for people to watch it. Let's get to our, our uh, overall final thoughts and, and score for this, uh, this first season of Shrinking, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five breakthroughs. Awesome. Well, I'm going to just repeat a bunch of buzzwords that we've <laughs> just mentioned Just a bunch here. of the stuff we just said. <laughs> said. Yeah. But <laughs> at the end of the day, again, like we were saying, this show is relatable. It's honest. It's an absolute surprise and delight. It's incredibly impactful in the way it uses comedy to talk about grief. The writing team from Ted Lasso and the, and the executive producing team, Brett Goldstein, Bill Lawrence, and Jason Siegel, and they have so much to be happy about because this show taps into a core human trait of of loss and dealing with loss and talking about the relationships we have with one another and that is so beautifully represented in the cast of characters that we had we, we've talked extensively about them but just like we've talked about our three main cast characters the secondary characters the side characters that are there they add so much value to the entire show at the end of the day it just feels like you're watching people yeah nothing bad to say this is a solid Five out of five breakthroughs for me, man. Like this is, I, I want more of it. I think Apple again delivers a quality series. Five out of five. I'm really hoping that this show gets a season two and we, we get to see more. Please, please. It, it's it's a joy. That's the biggest thing. You you walk away smiling. You, you walk away feeling um, heartbroken at times. Um but in sometimes the best way possible, if that I know that sounds crazy, um, it it breaks down barriers. It's 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 just again the honest dialogue of all of its characters. You're crying, you're laughing, hits you in the feels, um, and the sh the way the show deals with loss in more ways than one. Right? We think of loss, we think of grief, and sometimes we sort of put those words and those feelings into one finite one. definition. Mm -hmm. And this show shows that no, no, no. If it's if it's losing connection with a friend, if it's you've lost a family member, if it's losing a romantic partner, whether it be because of uh, uh, you know death or 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 maybe it's you just you know are no longer 
together, right? Or as I was referencing with Liz, like losing the connection with her her kids. You know what I mean? Like they're not in her life anymore, right? So I totally agree. I think loss manifests itself differently for different characters throughout this story. And we get to see how that plays out. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think, you know, if, if, if you're, you know, even if you're feeling like you're, you're lost and you don't know what to do after a, a traumatic experience, um, you know, again, similar to something that the character of Sean goes through, like this show, it deals with all these themes while delivering an outstanding story with poignant and hilarious performances from its cast. Um, this is worth every moment of your time and then some. Like if you're in the middle of like, you know, pretty much, pr- I'm going to say pretty much any show currently in January. There's been some fantastic stuff that's come out in January already. Um, this is worth your time. I've already been rewatching it, as I said. Um, I'm so excited to talk in detail with my friends and family uh, every single week as the show comes out. Um, so I'm going to be giving Shrinking uh, an easy five out of five breakthroughs. Uh, it is a breakthrough. It is yeah, absolutely it is a breakthrough. A breakthrough. 100%. It's feel-good television, man. It's feel-good television. Listen, Apple, if you're listening, put that on your... When you tweet it out, just... Uh, it's a breakthrough, the Geekcentric podcast. Um, yeah. So, anyways, let's... Uh, that, Justin, um, I, I wrote this. Let me... <clears throat> all right, well, that's our time. That's what they say at the end of a therapy session, Justin. Yeah, okay. Um, and that is it for this review of Shrinking on Apple TV+. Plus. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the shows or movies we cover, well, let me just straight up send you over to Justin to let you know how you can reach us. Well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows and games. Uh, we Our most recent uh, Geek Back episode, we took a look back at uh, 2022, talked about our favorite movies, TV shows. We talked about our biggest disappointments. Uh, I got a really good one in there that you have to check out. I don't get disappointed too often, but this was this one hurt me, so check it out. Uh, and we also talk about what we're looking forward to for this year. Uh, we also have a ton of interviews out now, like our most recent interview with Luke Tenney uh, from this show, who plays Sean. Justin sat down with him to discuss this series, uh, talk about how he can relate to his character of Sean, uh, as well as what it's like to work alongside Han Solo uh, or Harrison Ford. So definitely go check out that interview right here on this podcast feed. Um, and, uh, And we have some interviews on our YouTube channel. We interviewed The Bad Batch themselves if you're a fan of Star Wars, Star Wars animation, uh, as well as uh, so we interviewed Dee Bradley Baker as well as um, the uh, our, the head writer of the show, Jennifer Corbett and supervising director Brad Rao. You can catch that on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Justin, it has been such an incredible year for TV already and you know, I think it's only January. It's only January and between shrinking uh, you know, Star Wars The Bad Batch The Last of Us I'm blown away with what we've gotten so far. And speaking of The Bad Batch and The Last of Us, you like that transition, Justin? Uh, nicely done, nicely done. <laughs> we have two, count them, two weekly watch clubs going up uh, every single week where we break down uh, you know, our thoughts and theories on both of these shows. Um, so our, our Bad Batch watch club goes up on Wednesdays and our Last of Us watch club uh, is going to go up every single Sunday uh, after the episode premiere so you'll literally be able to watch the episode and then pretty much instantly be able to listen uh right afterwards to our 
thoughts. That's if Justin does his job correctly. Uh, but listen, we... <laughs> We have some great stuff planned for uh, 2023, including more interviews, more reviews, uh, potentially some convention coverage across Europe, um, so, you know, and so much more. So, again, subscribe here. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, um, keep up with all the things. Click the bell. Leave a comment. Write a review. Justin, is there anything you want to say to the lovely folks listening right now? No, there's nothing. <laughs> Perfect. That's very <laughs> honest of you. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this lovely and honest review. And as we say, love ya. Peace. <laughs>